Not worth the time with Wade Taylor. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Not Worth the Time, as you just heard again. I, I love how I say it right off the top, and you guys literally just heard it, but I re-say it again. So stupid. Guys, a lot's changed. I'm, I'm different now. I'm a whole new person. Uh, I now am no longer in Iowa. I, I'm now officially in Utah. That's right, coming from you mountain time. Woo! Best radio show in the fucking mountain time zone. What's up? What's going on? Yeah, I moved to Salt Lake City in the two-week span uh, hiatus of our normal scheduled program. So now I'm just chilling out here trying to find a job. <laughs> hey, Wade, you want to move 15,000 miles without a job? Fuck yeah, you! And now I'm here. But it's whatever. Now, you know, I'm making the best of it. It's only, I haven't even been out here a week yet, and I'm already, like, freaking out that I don't have a job. I've been on, like, two interviews, and I'm freaking out, like, oh, I'm not good enough to be employed. But it, it'll be fine. It'll, I will work itself out. It, and most of the time, it always does, as long as you put in the work, right? That's what we're about on Not Worth the Time, is putting in the motherfucking work. It has not been without excitement, though. I've only been here less than a week and already seen some shit. Uh, first of all, I didn't know that, like, uh, people in Salt Lake City were such bad drivers. I've seen so many cops pulling people over and then also just seen so many accidents. Uh, I went to Home Depot to go look for some shit today. Straight up, just saw a side collision, like, just T-bone right in the middle of the road already. Nice thing was it was already, like, cleaned up and out of the way, like, and everything here is, like, three or four. The two to three lanes on every fucking street. So it's like, oh, it shuts it down, but everything keeps moving. It's not that bad. That's the good part about the accidents here. But I just like the amount of people pulling out in front of people and getting in their way is crazy around here. Uh, the interstate system is insane. And that's what happens when you jump from a, a city that is only like, uh, was it 350,000? I think it looked up to like a million, including all the suburbs here. So I just jumped to a city that has three times the population of what I'm used to. So now I'm, I'm dealing with that. And that's what's cool. Uh, also, it, I just, you just see stuff. Um, there's not like there's a much different out here. Everything else, you know, just on a larger scale. That's the only reason I probably, probably see more accidents. There's probably like the same rate of accidents as there is back in Iowa. Or to Des Moines as there is here to Salt Lake, it's just amplified more because there's more people, so the rate of accidents are about the same, I would assume. Uh, I saw something I haven't seen in a long time, though. Uh, I saw a crotch rocket, and I know what you're saying. Oh, wait, we see crotch rockets all the time. Yeah, you see people riding them. You don't see people riding crotch rockets. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like the people who are into riding crotch rockets and when i mean that they're like doing dumb shit like they're they're doing it for the gram and for the youtubes they got like gopros and shit on their head because they're like hey check out this crazy shit by the way how crazy is it like when people use those gopros and they're like on motorcycles or like snowboarding or whatever and they have the camera attached to their helmet but it's facing them right so then the camera is like your head this like it looks like the head stationary the whole time and the world is just removing around the head 
it's nuts. Like it, that always trips me out. And makes me feel weird. I don't know why. Like it, just the fact that your head's never moving, uh, freaks me out. I don't know. I used to have a dumb theory that the world, um, like moved around when I was like eight. I, I, I said this to my parents one time. I was like, mom, dad, I know, I think I know how the earth moves. And they're like, yeah, it spins. And I was like, no, 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 no. See, when we want to go somewhere, uh, it turns out that like, we're all stationary on a pad, and we're actually we never moved our we've moved the earth with our feet. So every time you take a step, you push the earth back a little bit, and you move. So your point of existence has never moved. You have just moved your own feet. And then my parents said to me, you know, wisely because I'm fucking eight. They're like, yeah, wait, that doesn't make any sense because you couldn't move the earth. When you were a baby, so technically you could. We moved you to where you were, so you've always you've been mobile this entire time. I was like, oh yeah, but what about when I started crawling? Maybe that's when the powers kick in. That's when my parents gave up on me and put me in special ed classes because I couldn't read or spell. So yeah, this has been Wade's flashback to his uh, childhood. I've always had dumb theories, and that's one of them. You're just trying to figure out how the world works. But I saw this guy riding a crotch rocket, right? And uh, I'm just driving down the opposite way. Just got some In-N-Out burger, heading back. And all of a sudden, I just see this guy in a crotch rocket just ripping a half-mile wheelie all the way down the street. And I was like, God damn, that's fucking dangerous. You probably shouldn't be doing that. Because it's not like it was a wide-open road either. There's cars on the other side of him. He's coming up on traffic. And I was just like, oh, that's, uh, that's not a good thing to be doing. And then right behind him, and this is what I thought was hilarious, because out here, there's a lot more trucks that are cop cars. So it's like a pickup truck with with all the police shit on it. And I'm sure everybody's seen them, but there's a lot of them out here for some reason. I don't know if it's because it's the mountains, and they got to get the Ram fucking diesel truck so they can go up in the mountains and save people when they're hacking. Uh, I don't know why I went with that voice, but it just seems like something a Ram pickup truck owner would say. Like, that's just how they, like, <laughs> I could just imagine the Ram commercial pitch to the police department. Sure, you guys need to hunt down, uh, criminals in the city. And let's be honest, the Ram truck might not keep up with, uh, heavy speed racing. And by the way, uh, you know, Fast and Furious style racing is very popular here in Salt Lake City. Don't know if you know that. Uh, it, the, the turnpike is just fucking littered with it there's just all sorts of tokyo drifting going on around here so uh the ram pickup trucks are not gonna hunt those guys down um but they have all but they're just like we're but but you don't need to worry about that because we're worried about the safety of the people in the mountains that's what we're worried about so you need the ram because naturally it can climb mountains and then that's how they sold the ram pickup trucks to the police department but i saw this truck start chasing after this crotch rocket guy and just the lights on everybody's pulling over and he's uh, and all i could think to myself was that guy's got a decision to make he can either pull over get the ticket for reckless driving and just be on his merry way or he can risk it for the motherfucking biscuit and outrun that cop i don't know about you guys i'm kind of leaning i'm hoping he kind of went for outrunning the cops I just, I want him to just be like, he needed that in his life, you know, maybe he just, he's just bored, 
you know, he's bored and he's got that cat particle DNA that's uh, that that parasite that's uh makes you make risky decisions and that's why he's on a crotch rocket to begin with and he's just like I'm just going to fucking go for it, man, and he just starts outrunning the cops on his crotch rocket. Cause let's be honest, if that dude just starts flooring it and going weaving in and out of traffic, he could probably outrun that that ram. I think he can. So part of me kind of hopes he did. And then he went home to his uh, house, parked it in the garage, took off his helmet, threw a tarp over top of it, uh, you know, scratched out, out the, the VIN number, took off the license plate and burned those. And then he just went into his house and then he just, you know, his girlfriend was there and she was a little upset with him because, you know, he doesn't have his job and uh, he's only been here a week and he hasn't found a job yet. Guys, I was doing a wheelie down the middle of the train. I also bought a crotch rocket in the two-week span of uh, us not being here and learned how to wheelie. I have been on top of my fucking game since I moved here. <laughs> oh, man. Nah, it's just crazy. I knew a kid, uh, a couple of my buddies from high school were uh, motocross riders. And then, of course, naturally, like, for some reason, motocross riders always transition into having crotch rockets as well. Um, they never go into, like, an easy cruise bike. They never want a Harley. They always go into the crotch rocket, the motocross guys. And uh, I'll never forget Scotty. Uh, he like I came over to his house to hang out with them one night, and I see him. He's in a double leg cast in a fucking wheelchair. I'm like, dude, what the fuck? fuck happened to you and he was apparently going like 75 on like a 55 road and just something happened where he ended up getting like getting launched off of his bike and he like flipped he went over the handlebars and went like and flew like 15 feet um and he flipped head over heels or heels overhead so did a front flip off the front of the bike and landed with both of his feet on this like dirt patch which they're saying they said it's lucky the dirt patch was there because otherwise he might have died but it just like shattered his femurs and like so he was in a wheelchair for fucking months it was awful dude I, i was like that just sounds so unappealing i never really got motorcycle riding to be honest like never was really my like a thing i wanted to do uh, <laughs> I'll tell you another fucking fun story. I just have nothing but stories of why you should never ride motorcycles because I've just watched people eat shit. My buddy Cliff, uh, or I guess Clifford, Cliff, did we ever call him Cliff? It's Clifford. I'm, I'm, a, you know what? For the sake of this podcast, he's now Cliff. Cliff, if you're listening in the uh, uh, Air Force somewhere, being a trans, no, he's not a translator anymore. He was trying to be one, and then he quit doing that. I don't know. But he's in the Air Force. Shout out to our uh, brothers and sisters in the Army out there, and Air Force and Marines. Covered them all. Yeah. Go America. But uh, we went over to Clifford's house, and we were, uh, he had like a mini dirt bike track. He just had some like, you know, a little like like 100cc, 50cc, or what is it? Is that what you call them? I don't, 50 stroke or whatever the fuck. You know, like the two like lesser ones. They're pretty easy. Not the 50 one because that's like really little kid stuff. But he had the, like the next one up. I think he had a 100, a 150. I think he might have had one 250. Something like that. Um, but I elected to like ride like the 150. A little like, you know, and we were just going to ride down the street or whatever because you could, you could do that. It's out in the middle of fucking country. No one gives a shit. Um, and I was just having a hard time starting mine because it was like this weird thing with hit with that bike. 
that particular one you had to kind of uh get it rolling and get it moving to you had to like go down this hill and then hit the clutch or whatever to start it and it was like just had to have some kind of movement it was a weird quirk and i just was having a hell of a time i couldn't get it started and so uh cliff was like oh here let me see it i'll try to get it started for you and i was like oh thanks man sorry about that um and then the worst thing possible happened he just hits the clutch and just flips over the top of the handlebars because he was trying to show off and do like a, a, an indigo, I think is what it's called, when you do like a front wheelie, and he just eats shit and just ends up, he like gets up, he's like, I fucking think I broke my arm. We're like, oh shit, and I immediately feel terrible because, of course, he was trying to get the fucking bike to work for me, and lo and behold, he fucking gets injured because I'm like, I want to ride a bike too. And I don't even like riding motorcycles that much. I'm just being a dickhead because I'm like, I can't let my buddies know I'm a fucking coward. I can't let them know I don't like riding motorcycles. And so that happened. And what was hilarious is uh, Clifford's dad was a doctor. And he goes inside and he's <laughs> he's sitting. And he goes, he's like, Dad, I think I broke my arm. And he's like, let me see that. And he's like a he's like a surgeon. So like he operates on broken bones. I think he operated on knees primarily. And he looks at his arm and just goes, Nah, you're fine. It's not broken. We'll just wrap it real good. It's probably just spra- you sprained your wrist. So they comes to the, the school the next day, but it's like <laughs> his fucking arm is like wrapped, like uh, just all the way up his fucking bicep and around his like he can't even bend his elbow. And then we're like, damn, dude, that looks bad. And he's like, you're like, yeah, I gotta go in for X-rays later today because uh, my dad's now second guessing his opinion that it's not broken, and it was totally fucking broken. <laughs> Cliff was in one of those like L-shaped like fucking uh, cast for uh, like six months or something like that. Like luckily he could still move his shoulder so he wasn't like stuck like rook of the year where his fucking just like a hand always raised. (laughs) Uh, Sorry, Clifford. I'm sorry I did that to you. Uh, Just a... Just this time you'll never get back with that broken arm. But you know what, guys? You can get some time back in your day. That's right. Have you guys, are you guys feel like you're rushing and never have time? I feel like we've just, we've talked about this kind of topic before, but now it's time to redesign your days to give you back a few more hours. Um, you got to, so like there's some strategy here. I found this thing on fastcompany.com. Uh, I feel like I found shit on this website all the time. I think like the, the I use that mix.com to help me find shit to talk about. And I feel like sometimes I just come across the same three websites. But that's fine. Uh, let's see here. It says you don't have enough time. Oh, we all get fixed 24 hours in a day and seven days in a week. But in 2019, you can feel like you have more time every week by making different choices about how you acclimate your hours. First tip is quit something. Uh, the start of the year is a great time to reassess what you're doing and what you, uh, you're wait so why you're doing what you're doing and let go of activities that no longer make sense. That's right. That's why half the people I know they t- they talk about uh, you know we're gonna add working out and then they don't get rid of anything else or or you know what some people just need to drop working out just give up. Just give it up. We're gonna start. Just like go for it. Let's just get this. Let's get this obesity train moving, <laughs> or not moving. <laughs> we need that obesity train to just slow its roll. Just fucking bring that metabolism train to a screeching halt. You know what I'm saying? 
Yeah. But uh, uh, this thing's saying, like, quit Facebook, quit Candy Crush, all that stuff. Yeah, I th- God, I don't know how many times on this podcast we've talked about quitting, like, social media and stuff like that. I heard somebody the other day talking about how they just, uh, they, they remove, like, Twitter and stuff from their phone, and they just um, only use it on, uh, like, their computer, which I was, like, I was thinking about that the other day, and I was like, that makes a ton of sense. That's what uh, we should, I should do, is definitely just delete some of those apps from my phone. But uh, let's see here. Limit something. So you got to get rid of some shit, man. And I know what that is. Like, no, people don't like getting rid of their physical stuff. Now imagine some of the activities you're just like burrowed into your brain. You know what I mean? Like, I'm trying to think of what a time suck I have is. Uh, probably doing two podcasts. That's probably a time suck. No, it's not. It's an investment in how I'm going to finally be an entertainer. <laughs> I can't even say that with a straight fucking face, man. Uh, let's see here. Uh, limit something. Sometimes you can't or don't want to completely eliminate activities from your life, but you can open up more space in your life by setting firm boundaries. That is so true. Like how you, if you're when you're dating, you should definitely just tell them you can only see them two hours out of the week. That's it. <laughs> the boundaries. I can see you two hours every week. Then we can either split those up into 15-minute chunks, or we could split them up, uh, or we can do it all at once. By the way, commute is included in that two hours. <laughs> could you imagine being some dickhead who's trying to tell his significant other that he's going to limit the amount of time they're spending with them? <laughs> You already have such a finite amount of time with like the amount of hours you work every week. So you're just like, hey, I'm going to only see you this amount of time outside of my work hours. Uh, Because, you know, uh, the work, I got to obviously pay for this shit. But also, I got to do other things. (laughs) There's got to be some assholes who definitely break down their time like that. Like somebody has a pie chart relationship. (laughs) <laughs> they're just they're just constantly trying to break down like everything like we only have 36 percent of our time dedicated to our romantic life we have seven uh, uh, i'd say 45 percent of our time is dedicated to work and then we have uh th- the three percent dedicated to to eating and then we have sleep that's a, that's it that's our pie chart life and that's what we're going to pie chart relationships i'm going to start designing those people that's what i'm going to do i'm all about entrepreneurship guys and so my new thing is we're going to start uh, I'm gonna start a dating website called Pie Chart Relationships. That's right, and we'll bes- break down the amount of time you need, and then you can before you even go on a date. We're gonna start trading. Like everybody wants dates to be more like easygoing and professional, and like less like awkward. So now and then, you know what's not awkward? Pitching a business meeting style date so you come with pie charts fucking powerpoints explaining what you're looking for in a relationship right off the bat uh you can break down the financials you could be be like i want you to i only want to uh (laughs) i only want to commit uh 30% 30% of my income to this relationship uh, while you can while you contribute the other 70% of what we need to survive. Um, meanwhile, as far as time goes, I will break it down. I will spend most of my time at home and you will spend the other time at work, thus leaving us about 25% of free time together. <laughs> like, bam, like, you know, right away, there's no more of this guessing game shit. That's what everybody's tired of, right? Is the guessing game. 
Well, pie chart relationships are going to fix that, baby. Break down finances, time space, the the chores on who's taking care of the animals. You got it, dog. Pie chart relations. Check it out. I bought the domain name. If you go there, it'll go straight to punninggame.com. <laughs> oh, I'm not even halfway through this. All right, pause something. Uh, let's see here. If you feel like you're never having a moment to stop breathing uh, and breathe can play a huge role in feeling poor, time poor. Feeling in what? A large role in feeling time poor. Oh, okay. So they're saying like poor as in like you don't have time. Um, okay, so let's see here. So, uh, so the antidote is simply to give yourself permission to take a break. For example, choosing to eat lunch away from your computer gives you a sense of peace. Okay, so like, yeah, just giving yourself those increments of time to uh, definitely recharge. Those are important. Uh, I don't think it, people definitely don't take enough breaks. That's for damn show. Uh, delegate something. Yeah, that dude. That's one thing I think a lot of people, especially if you're someone like me or a people I know, uh, you're trying to do your own thing and be on top of your own situation, trying to uh, you know, just let go and have somebody else take on some of the tasks you need done is hard to do because you have such a vision and an idea that you want created that you don't think you can express it. Uh, fully to somebody else to complete, but you got to give people that chance or just learn how to explain it better and set the precedent right away. Um, it's something I've started having to do, like uh, trying to um, just get a better idea of trusting people to help me uh, create things. So that's, yeah, that's delegating is a huge one. And this one says, add something. If you want more time to do something, oh, wait, if you want some... Finally, if you want more time to do something you never have time for, start putting that activity first. That's so true. Like if you there's something you definitely want done, you have to set aside you have to put it's just all about that that's delegating just yourself. You have to put the most important task or the thing you find the most important up front and personal and then build around that. That's called the foundation. You want you to get into this building stuff. You want to you want to create a solid foundation of what you feel will make your life better, whether that be exercising, your career, or whatever, whatever you want to be the root of your thing. You want to build a strong foundation, make that first and build around it. Uh, so yeah, that's how guys, that's, that's it. That's all you got to do to get more time back in your day is just follow those five things I just told you, which don't, you know, I don't know if it really helps at all. I just, I rambled about a dating site I'm going to create now. And, uh, I don't think that's going to help anybody, but you know what? That's what I'm here for. And this is why it's called not worth the time. Everything I'm probably telling you is fucking bullshit. Speaking of building a strong foundation, you don't want to build it out of concrete. No, you scratch that. You do because uh, concrete is a good material to build a foundation with, but is the most destructive material on earth, according to The Guardian. Uh, I was reading this thing. Uh, it, it turns out in the time it takes you to read this sentence, the global building industry has poured more than nine. 15,000 bathtubs of concrete. Why are they obsessed with the bathtubs? Why are they measuring in bathtubs, by the way? I get that, like, you know, it's something that, um, 
that seems like a like a like people be like 19,000 19, bathtubs. That's that's too much concrete. But the, to me, that just is like all that makes me think of is like a mobster wrote this article <laughs> that some mob guy was like, yeah, that's nineteen thousand bodies in a bathtub that you just throw in the fucking in the ravine. Oh, you know, it's like I that bathtub is a weird measurement. Why I would think the better idea of measurement would have been like. Uh, however many fucking stones uh, for the pyramids that would have taken. Like, how many pyramids could you have built with that amount of concrete? I think that's better. But um, what do I know? I'm just some fucking asshole who doesn't get that people apparently like baths. Who takes baths anymore? It's gross. Don't take baths. Get a stand. I think that's half the reason why we're getting fat is everybody's just taking baths. That's probably not true. I don't fucking know, man. Actually, if you're fat, you probably should take a bath because it probably gets under the folds easier. I don't know. Write in if you're fat and you tell me, like, how you clean folds. I feel like a bathtub might help. But turns out after water, concrete is the m most widely used substance on Earth. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, let's see here. It's the third largest carbon dioxide emitter in the world, up to 2.8 billion tons, uh, surpassing only by China and the U.S. <laughs> so concrete, just the substance concrete, can't even is in third next to two nations. That's how like badass China and the U.S. are. Like a substance, like uh, other countries can't even beat a substance. That's how much we're fucking admitting. USA always up top, whether it's evil for evil shit or good shit, we are up there. Uh, let's see here. All the plastic produced over the past 60 years amount to 8 billion tons. The cement industry pumps out more than that every two years. So, like, basically, guys, concrete, we just keep putting shit up, and we're just absolutely, uh, we're, we're putting some uh, pressure on stuff. Also, isn't concrete, you, you in order to make it, you use water, too. So you're using up, you're creating a resource that helps pollute with a resource that is very limited. Unless, can you use salt water to mix concrete? I don't know why we aren't doing that. I don't feel like you need just fresh water to mix concrete. Why aren't we just using salt water? Plus, wouldn't the salt help salt a lot? Or do you not want people licking your buildings? I get that. People, you definitely don't want people licking your buildings. That, that'd just be gross. Hey, well, what? My phone doesn't like me anymore. It just, it, like, I was trying to do the cool timer thing that we always do for misconnections, and then it cuts out on me. That's probably because it's my phone's like, why don't you go lick a building, you son of a bitch? Yeah, but uh, concrete, guys. So next time you see a construction site, just yell at them and tell them they're doing a horrible service uh, building that homeless shelter. <laughs> <laughs> like any deed that like i swear like you, you could be building an lgbtq plus oh, i can't believe i nailed that Whew. high five to me being woke i nailed that that's the first time i think i've ever gotten all those letters correct in one thing you could be building uh an lgbtq plus uh community center trying to do something great for a marginalized group or whatever you, you know building for the what is it the the uh the color people's funds uh the college color people's funds what is that fucking thing called um lcpt or whatever no that's not right now i gotta look it up because they sound stupid uh, uh this is gonna look bad in my search history 
Uh, oh, that's what I'm thinking of. The United Negro College Fund. That's what it's called. Why was I thinking color? There's probably oh, I'm thinking of a national coalition of colored people. That's what I was thinking of. Man, too many groups, too long in names. Um, but you could be building centers and activities and places for those, but you're using concrete, so you're destroying the world, so you can never win. Uh, we just got to go straight uh, Mongolian, where we don't place like don't even puncture the earth with like tents and shit like that. You know what I mean? You just live on the land and migrate. We got to go back to it, guys. That's how we get it. Uh, speaking of not migrating, that's the point of this uh, not this. Uh, this week's misconnection is it happened during a traffic jam. So there's no migrating happen here, but we're also just releasing fumes into the air because of the car, the cars, you know, we can't win. If you stand still, you know, you're just doing it, but it happened on I 80 during a traffic jam. This one happened in good old salt Lake. So shout out to the new home. This is this somebody listening. This could be your post and it could, they could be looking for you Two Kirk, cute girls waving at me in the traffic jam on Friday. Wow! Is what it says here. I was the big service truck. The both of you were very cute. Uh, was wondering if you could maybe have some fun sometime. Tell me what you were driving so I know it's you. See, this, this is my problem. This dude uh, or lady doesn't specify here. There could be a uh, chick service driver. That'd be awesome. Just some like chick truck driver sees two hotties in a convertible just going down the I eighty having just like playing some eighties like hairband music or just like some white snake blaring in the background and some lady truck driver sees it, like at a stalled traffic jam and like they're just like waving and like whipping their hair around they get on top and they're doing the uh the white snake video dance on the hood and she's just blowing the fucking horn on her service truck like it just turns into the most fucking awesome lesbian experience on i-80 that's ever seen um but here's the problem this is where i have a problem with this person this is just the human ego at its finest how in the living fuck do you know that they were for sure waving at you unless you your truck was so big that they were like and they were literally right next to you and they were looking like they can't even then like they're looking through that gap in between the truck and they see like some of their friends like you know like the, the gap between the trailer and the truck like they're looking through that waving at it but then this like truck drivers getting hope that they are getting like oh my god some hot girls are looking at me this is awesome but you don't know that and i'm assuming it's like three car lanes over there's this convertible of these two ladies looking over and like just waving at some friend that they probably saw and like if they wanted to talk to you they would have held up a fucking cardboard sign that said here's my number call me people are resourceful if they want to get into that service truck you're driving that service truck looking to service and i get it but uh you should not be posting those uh servicing ads on craigslist uh madam or sir Guys, thanks for listening to Now Worth the Time. If you enjoyed this podcast, you can listen to it every other Monday on punninggame.com and anywhere you find podcasts. If you want to check out other shows I'm on, you can go to punninggame.com where you can find Who Gives a F Podcast, where Nathan and myself do release that every Wednesday. It's a ball of fun and random nonsense just jumbled up. We also have great other shows. You like horror movies? Well, then you can check out Monster Jamboree every Thursday with Matt Lamb and Eric Bridges, where they just recap horror movies and talk about shit that's going on in their lives. Goddamn, it is fascinating. Did you know you can find your friends on Tinder? Well, listen to the last week's episode and you'll know exactly what they're talking about.
Uh, if you're into, you know, conspiracy theories or like ghosts and shit, check out the Grove podcast every Tuesday. That's with Joshua Gladstone and Matt Lamb. It's fucking fantastic. And then you just need to get informed about some stuff, maybe learn about a few things. Then you want to check out things about stuff every Friday with Judge Die, I and the Bearded One. That's right. Just throwing it down out there. It's a good time. Uh, they have some really good fun. Listen to the champs, guys. They're out there. Also, if you just need some uninformed, another uninformed opinion uh, from a dude just rambling by himself in a microphone, you want to go check out No Rational Thought, Nathan's podcast every m- other Monday, opposite of Not Worth the Time. It's a great new show. Um, don't worry, guys. Uh, I know Fun Pong Gaming's been on a hiatus. That's my other show, the Let's Play Game Show. Uh, since I moved, uh, we're figuring out the logistics of how we're going to do that. We might be starting a Twitch uh, channel to start doing that and then figuring out what, how to go from there. But I'll keep you guys posted on what we do with that. Also, guys, if you want to support the website, don't forget to go check out uh, our merch on the website. Now, if you just go there, uh, you can go to the punning game shop right there on the website. Click on whatever merch you want to go to, and it will actually take you right to the punning game shop at teespring.com slash stores slash punning game, and you can put it in your orders there. Uh, that's the best way to support the site, and we appreciate it. And by the way, if you're listening to this podcast and you want to go buy a t-shirt, don't forget to use the promo code NWTPOD. That's NWTPOD, and you get free shipping on whatever you order. Uh, thanks, guys, for listening to Not Worth the Time. Uh, welcome to Utah, baby. I'm out.